When you hear the word vanity, what do you think of? It's probably something along the lines of a mirror, you know, the vanity that hangs in the bathroom, or somebody who really likes to look in the mirror, you know, the person who is so vain, they're shallow, they love to look at themselves, they focus on themselves. Or if you think about it for a minute longer, some other definitions of vanity, you probably come up with something like um, failure or meaninglessness, like that guy tried in vain to go out with the girl, or that lady tried in vain to get the job. There was, a, there was a failure, a meaninglessness in their efforts. So when we think of vanity, it's kind of an intense negative. It's a shallow person, it's meaninglessness, it's failure. Well, the book of Ecclesiastes has a lot to say about vanity, which means it's really important that we understand what this word means because we jump into it right out of the gates in Ecclesiastes. In chapter 1, verse 2, it says, Vanity of vanities, says the preacher. Vanity of vanities, all is vanity. All is vanity, the verse says. That's a comprehensive statement. That covers everything. And it repeats it over and over again for emphasis. So if all is vanity, we really need to understand this. So we have a, we have a keen understanding of where Ecclesiastes is taking us. What, what is this about to tell us? So let's, let's take the definitions we just looked at and see if they fit in this verse. So we can rule out mirror right away. It's not talking about bathroom furniture. Uh, so let's take shallowness, pride. Is, when this says vanity of vanities, all is vanity, is it telling us that everything in the world is self-centered, is prideful? Possibly, we are prideful people. We are self-centered. We are prone to, to put ourselves first, to think of ourselves first, to think about how we come across our appearance. But how well does that mesh with what the rest of the Bible says? Because essentially what that would be saying is that everything in the world is sinful. When it says vanity of vanities, all is vanity, that means everything is, is wrong, is sinful, is prideful. That doesn't mesh with what we see in the rest of Scripture. So we can rule out that definition. When Ecclesiastes says all is vanity, it's not talking about pride or selfishness. Well, let's consider the other definition of vanity that we considered. Is it failure? Is it meaninglessness? You know, the idea of doing something in vain. Is that what Ecclesiastes is talking about? So functionally what he will be saying is that everything in life is meaningless. Everything in life is bad. Granted, life can feel that way sometimes, especially when we're struggling, especially when we've been in a time of trial. It can feel like, man, everything is for nothing. Nothing matters. It's all a waste of time. But again, consider the rest of Scripture. How does that definition mesh with the promises of God? When God says He will never leave us or forsake us, when God says that He is good, when God says that He's the good shepherd, when God says that He has a plan for our lives, how does that mesh with meaninglessness or failure? How does it mesh with the commands of God? When God says to love our neighbors and care for creation and, and on and on and on, that doesn't sound meaningless or like failure to me. So Ecclesiastes can't be telling us that life is meaningless or that everything is worthless. It has to mean something else. So what is it? What Ecclesiastes is telling us when it says all is vanity, it's, it's telling us uh, to think of something like mist or vapor or smoke. The idea of something that is that is there, it is real, but it's passing away. So where I live in the Nashville area, it's real common to have heavy fog first thing in the morning. So I drive my kids to school, we pull out of the driveway, you can't see six feet in front of the car. 
the fog is so heavy it feels almost dangerous to drive. You creep along, get back home after dropping them off. I look out the window an hour later, the sun has come up and the fog has been burned away. That's vanity. It's a real thing with real effects. You can see it. It has an effect on life. It's, it's there and then it's gone. So when Ecclesiastes says vanity, it's talking about something real and tangible but also not lasting. It has, a, it has another side to its meaning as well and that's the idea of not being fulfilling. So vanity of vanities means that nothing is fulfilling. Nothing functions the way that it ought to. Nothing is as we hope it will be. So not only is nothing lasting, nothing fully meets our expectations. So that's what Ecclesiastes is communicating when it says that all is vanity. So that doesn't mean that everything is bad. It doesn't mean that life is a waste. What it means is that we can't grasp on to everything in this life for fulfillment, for hope, for happiness. It would be like trying to grab on to fog or smoke or vapor. And don't you feel this sometimes? Don't you feel that as life goes on, the things that you have put your hopes in just fade away or they, they don't measure up to your expectations? You're left with a sense of just sort of low-grade disappointment or maybe it's not low-grade, maybe it's profound disappointment because you have, you have counted on something and it turns out to be vanity. It's a thing that doesn't meet your expectations, it doesn't last, it doesn't ultimately fulfill you. So the question we're faced with is whether or not this is all bad news. Is Ecclesiastes simply a book of bleakness is really what we're facing into right now. And the short answer, of course, is no. The Bible doesn't have any books that are all bad news, that are bleak. There is something else going on here. And we get the context for it and we get pointed in the right direction just a few verses later in chapter 1, verse 9, which says, what has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. That last phrase, under the sun, is key. It is the context for all of this. So when we started with vanity of vanities, what it's saying is that all is vanity under the sun. It gives us a shape to the book of Ecclesiastes. So that means throughout the rest of the book, the rest of the study, you need to remember all is vanity under the sun and then what this context is. And there are multiple layers to the meaning of under the sun. So you got to hold a few ideas in your mind at the same time. They are, uh, they, they work together, they're in tandem and they cover different aspects of life. So under the sun is both a location and a duration. It is, it gives, it gives a place as well as an amount of time is, is what it's describing. So in terms of location, under the sun literally means everywhere the sun shines. Every place, every person that it falls on, every culture on the earth. So under the sun is a comprehensive all over the world, everywhere, every person. That's the location. The duration is talking about a lifespan, the beginning and the end of something. So you may have heard the phrase, um, something like the dawning of a new era. You think of the, um, you think of the beginning of the 20th century with the rise of uh, automakers and then um, the rise of technology. It's the dawning of a new era. That means it's the beginning of something. Or if you're a sports fan, you've probably heard the phrase uh, talking about an older athlete saying they're in the twilight of their career. Well, what does that mean except that it's coming to an end? So you have dawn and twilight. That's a beginning and an end. We use sunrise and sunset language to talk about 
duration and lifespan often. It's a great metaphor. So under the sun means it is everywhere on earth and it means that there is a lifespan for everything under the sun. Everything is measured by its dawn and its twilight. So that covers absolutely everything comprehensively. But there's also a theological aspect to under the sun. So it's location, duration, and then it has a very specific thing to say about God and about our relationship with God. Because under the sun means that there is a divide between the reality on earth and perfect reality with God. It means that there's a break in the relationship with God. So when you see under the sun, and it's repeated 20 plus times throughout Ecclesiastes, it is a true theme. It's saying, in the context of a broken relationship with God, this is what's going on. And that goes back to Genesis 3. In Genesis 3, we see that Adam and Eve, the first people, rebelled against God. So they had a, they had a perfect existence. God had made the world good. They chose to rebel so that they could functionally be the lords of their own life. Was well, a consequence, God cursed the whole world. And with the curse came death. Death was introduced. Prior to that, everything was as it should be. There was no death, there was no decay, there was no pain. Nothing was vain at that point. So with the curse of Genesis 3, because of human sin, all became vanity under the sun. So when we see under the sun, we're talking about the reality of Genesis 3, the curse and its effects on the whole world. Now I said earlier that Ecclesiastes is not all bad news, and that's true. Now, it is about a cursed reality. It is about vanity and things coming to an end. It is about decay. It is about a lack of fulfillment. None of that sounds like good news. But what Ecclesiastes is doing is painting a dark backdrop against which the truth of the reality of God shines most bright. And that comes through throughout the book. So it's not just darkness, darkness, darkness. In the midst of it, you see the shining lights of God saying, this is good, and here you find joy, and in this there is meaning. So don't think of this as just a slog through the bad news that we have to live every day anyway, but rather a realistic description of how dark things are in separation from God as a backdrop against which we can see how good reality with God is. So in this life, all is vanity under the sun. In this life, that is our context, and that is the context for Ecclesiastes. So as you study this book and you look at wisdom and you look at work and you look at wealth and you look at justice, you see the vanity there, but you also see the Lord at work in those things. And this dark backdrop, this vain reality under the sun, should stir our hearts for a desire for a new and better and brighter reality with God above the sun.